just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. This is the Rational Boomer Podcast. We're going to get into it again. You know, there's a lot of things going on in this country and in our government that are kind of unresolved. We're uncertain about what's going to happen, and that kind of leaves us all hanging in the balance. It's very dramatic right now. And apparently this is how government works, our government anyway, our two parties, Democrats and Republicans. They take it down to the last minute before they decide to do something. It's all about political power, and it's getting a little tiresome. But we'll get into that in a moment. I got a uh, an email from a listener, and I've told you before, if you have questions, comments, complaints, whatever, you can always email me at rationalboomer at gmail.com. You're more than welcome to send me a note, make whatever comments you'd like. I'll incorporate it into the show unless you tell me not to. And uh, I encourage you to use that option. Now, in this case, a listener by the name of Lonnie did just that. He wrote, Hi, Mike. I first found you on TikTok, then started listening to your podcast. I agree with everything you have to say about the Republican Party. Well, that's a good start. However, I worry that people may decide not to vote, thinking the Democratic Party will clean house without them. Do you have any concerns over this? Please keep up the great work you are doing with spreading the facts, Lonnie. Well, Lonnie, thank you very much for taking the time to send the note, and I think you make a good point. What Lonnie's talking about here is apathy. Now, this is one of the big problems we've had in this country. As more and more information comes out about the Republicans, he's worried that people say, uh, we're just going to beat the Republicans, no problem, so I don't need to get off my couch and vote. And that's a real concern because that's been a real problem for decades in this country. I dare say that uh, one of the reasons we are in the current situation we are in is because of the decades of apathy. Things happened and nobody said anything and it just kept getting worse. Now, in terms of the 2022 election, I'm not as concerned about it as you might think. Now, keep in mind, apathy and low voter turnout has always been a problem in this country. But if you look at the 2020 election, it was quite the opposite. We've got 81 million people voting for Joe Biden, 74 million people voting for Donald Trump. The turnout in the 2020 election was unprecedented. And why was it unprecedented? Well, In my mind, it was because people were scared shitless. They saw all the damage that Donald Trump did, and certainly there are plenty of people that supported Donald Trump. But we've got Democrats coming out in droves because they knew we couldn't handle another four years of Donald Trump. And that's why Joe Biden got 81 million votes. So am I concerned about that for 2022? given all that's going on. And I'm not, but that doesn't mean we don't need to do some things. 
Now, between now and 2022, there's going to be a lot coming out about the Republican Party. A lot of bad shit, a lot of things exposed, some of which we'll talk about in this podcast. This is going to uh, give the Republicans a lot of heat. And this is going to cause a lot of concern in the Democrats. We got Joe Biden into office, but we know we're still fighting with a Republican Senate and a Republican House. These people, for whatever reason, are uh, still continuing with the big lie and still following whatever Donald Trump says. So given that, we're looking at people that are still frightened, still scared of what might be should the Republicans take over in 2022. And I'll tell you right now, if they take over in 2022, based on what we see now, there's going to be a lot of trouble for this country. It's going to go badly. And it's possible that people become apathetic and uh, don't get out and vote and allow the Republicans to win. But I don't really think that's going to happen. And here's why. With all the stuff that's going to be in the press, all the information that's going to be let out, people are still going to be on edge. They're going to be concerned. They don't want to see the Republicans get back any power because they know what that means. It's going to be important for the Democrats and the media and all of us to keep uh, the problems, the issues, the criminality, the corruption in the forefront now, we're lucky that this, uh, this uh, trial on the indictment of the Trump organization and his CFO is going to start in November, or September, I'm sorry, because in November is the 2022 election. Now, with that all coming out and all being exposed, that's going to be a problem for the Republicans and certainly anybody that follows Donald Trump. It's going to come right at the best time, just before the election. It's going to be fresh in people's minds. Now, even if it doesn't shut down some of the people that would vote for Trump normally, even if they don't look at that as real or factual, it still will incite the Democrats, cause some fear in the Democrats, knowing that they need to do something in order to make sure the Republicans don't get power again and Donald Trump no longer has a say in this country. So realistically, I don't think that uh, we're going to have to deal with apathy in 2022. There's too much going on. There's too much information coming out. And there's too many problems in this country caused by the very same people, the Republican Party. So people are going to be hard-pressed to lay back and just see what happens. They're going to want to get up, be part of it, and make sure the Republicans don't get back in power, just as we saw in the 2020 election when they voted out Donald Trump by 7 million votes. It's possible, and it is concerning, but I don't think it's likely. I think there's just too much going on and too much being exposed I don't think people will get lazy or apathetic. I think they will get out and vote and try to put the final final uh, door shut on this thing. I mean, it's one thing to have Joe Biden as president, but we've got a slim, slim margin in the Senate and the House. It's causing all kinds of problems now, some of which we'll talk about in this podcast. But 
So we're not out of the woods, and I think most Democrats understand that. We've got a Democratic senator holding us hostage, meaning Joe Manchin. We need to take the power away from him. We need to get a wider margin in the Senate and in the House, so there's no issue. So we have a Democratic Senate, a Democratic House, and a Democratic president, so we can get some of these things done. So no, I don't think it'll, they'll be apathetic. I don't think it'll be a problem, but that doesn't say, that doesn't suggest that it's not possible. It is. So we all have to keep talking, keep getting the information out, so there's no apathy that leaks into the situation. Keep people aware and keep them concerned about what might be if they decide to sit on their couch and not vote. Hopefully that answers your question, Lonnie. I thank you for sending me an email asking the question. And again, any of you listening to this podcast certainly have that opportunity. You can go to rationalboomer at gmail.com, leave me a uh, a question, comment, complaint, what have you. Or you can go to anchor.fm, search for Rational Boomer, and then you can leave a voicemail too. And I can uh, possibly even incorporate that in the podcast. In fact, I know I've got one just recently, and that's going to be in the next podcast. So if you called and left a message, uh, he didn't really ask a question, but I thought it was an interesting, interesting call. So I'll incorporate that in the next show coming up in a day or so. One of the things I want to talk about is about Donald Trump. Oh, big surprise. Mike wants to talk about Donald Trump. Seems that's all I've talked about for four and a half years. But he's been so much a problem in this country. He's done so much damage. Now, we know the damage has been done, but a lot of people think it's just because he's chaotic and he's stupid and That is all true, but there's more to it, we're finding out. New shocking disclosures coming out of the book Peril by Bob Woodward of Watergate fame and Robert Costa, showing what we all feared but really couldn't believe it was going to happen or did happen. We're now finding out just how truly close this country came to a coup what are we, 260 years old or whatever it is. And uh, this is really the first serious attempt of a coup. And it was mounted by Donald Trump, his administration, and by association, the Republican Party. That in itself is troubling. We're also, what we're hearing is that this wasn't through chaos and happenstance. It was a deliberate effort to overthrow our government by Donald Trump and his administration, and again, by association, the Republican Party. We now know that Trump's inner circle knew the claims of election fraud were a lie and completely meritless. They knew this. They knew this as a fact, but they still lied to the American public and still pushed the narrative that Donald Trump was spewing. All this about election fraud and all these claims that Donald Trump made. Everybody around him knew it was a lie, knew it was ridiculous. But for whatever reason, they still push forward with Donald Trump's narrative. They know he's a liar. 
They know what he was saying was bullshit, but they kept pushing forth. And that's troubling, and troubling for them too now that this is becoming exposed, because this puts them in a bad situation as well. Now, Donald Trump actually had blueprints created by his lawyers on how to overturn the election. There was a memo created by the lawyers laying out different scenarios for Mike Pence. One of those scenarios was, of course, that Mike Pence would go to the Capitol on January 6th. He would not, he'd refuse to certify the election. Then it'd have to go to the House, and they perceived all these different angles on how Donald Trump would be put back in office on some technicality or some bullshit ploy. Now, you have to understand that's how Donald Trump has done business all his life, so he figured he could do that while he was president of the United States, especially when he was president of the United States, because now he's got some power. Now he's got some clout. Well, he was wrong about that. We thought that Mike Pence was just being the smart, patriotic guy and did his job and signed the certification. But it turns out Mike Pence was feeling the pressure from Donald Trump and was trying to figure out any way possible to give Donald Trump exactly what he wanted. Now, again, Mike Pence knew it was bullshit, knew it was a lie. But Donald Trump pressured him enough and Mike Pence was so weak that he tried to accommodate Donald Trump in spite of the fact that it was a lie, in spite of the fact that it was undermining democracy. Now we hear Mike Pence talking about the possibility of uh, running for president. Are you fucking kidding me? You're a traitor. You're a treasonist. Got no business running for the presidency. You don't have the personality or intelligence to even win a, 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 a candidacy. So you might as well shut the fuck up. Now, as I said, Trump's own campaign staff knew that the claims of fraud in the election were utterly ridiculous. They knew this, yet they still went on CNN and MSNBC and Fox and OAN and Newsmax spewing the lies that Donald Trump put out. Now, what what would cause somebody to do that? I mean, are they so afraid of Donald Trump that they will do anything to keep him happy? Or were they just that unpatriotic? And they were trying to overturn the election to keep Donald Trump as president so they could maintain their power. They know it's bullshit, but they still pushed it. A couple of other things we know for sure. Trump sent a letter full of false information to the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, asking him to decertify the election. And of course, Raffensperger said, nah, we're not doing that because that's not true. We also know that Trump pressured the U.S. Justice Department to declare uh, the election a fraud. He basically wanted to say, yeah, it was a fraud, and then he'd take over from there, mixing it up, causing the chaos, causing the confusion, and he thought somehow that would put him back in the presidency. It's absolutely absurd And why anybody would put themselves in that position, I have no fucking idea. I mean, that's absolutely crazy. Now, the thing that's coming out about this, here's the thing. Most people who are criminals do it covertly, and they 
They uh, <clears throat> try to sneak through things and, and don't let anybody know. But there's a huge fucking paper trail here. There are memos. There are letters. There are documents stating exactly what they were trying to do. And what they were trying to do was fucking illegal, undermining and overthrowing this government. They put it right on paper. That's either arrogance or stupid or a combination of both. Now, the interesting thing is with all this new information coming up, this is perking up the ears of the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th insurrection. You know they're going to grab all of this stuff and use it in their hearing. Now, keep in mind, they already got a bunch of stuff. They already got enough stuff to nail this down. And then we heard about um, the Select Committee now getting ready to in uh, to subpoena a number of people to come speak in the hearings. Now, it could be any numbers of people. It could be Jim Jordan. It could be Marjorie Taylor Greene. It could be Donald Trump Jr., Mo Brooks, Ivanka, whoever the fuck it is. But those subpoenas are going to go out, and these people are going to have to react to them. Now, when Donald Trump was president, yeah, you could figure out a way to not show up to uh, uh, for the subpoena, but not this time. Donald Trump isn't president. There is going to be punishment for people who don't show up uh, when they are subpoenaed. And more importantly, when these people are sitting down in front of these Congress people, if they lie, lying to Congress is a serious offense. It's a felony. And people will go to jail for it. So these people are in a tight position. People of power are going to have to sit there and answer questions they don't want to answer. And to be perfectly honest with you, they could uh, subpoena all these people, but they could easily subpoena Donald Trump as well. And they might very well do it. Now, he'll try to angle every possible way he can to get out of it, not show up, take it to court. But the bottom line is he will have to show up. No court is going to say, no, he doesn't have to show up. He's going to have to show up. And all his underlings, his family and uh, congressmen that are doing his bidding will have to show up. And they will have to answer truthfully. And they can't do that without exploding this whole situation. We now know that there was a specific plan to have a coup in this country, to undermine democracy, overturn the election, and basically create a coup. Well, that's unprecedented in our government, certainly not by a respected uh, party like the Republicans. You see, the Republicans have to take some responsibility in this as a whole. Now, all these people doing these things are Republicans. And the fact of the matter is, to date, we know there are 78% of all Republicans who believe in the big lie. So it is the whole Republican Party, and I've talked about this before, having one party that's so dirty, so worthless as the Republicans are, that's troubling for the state of our democracy in this country. Now, why did Donald Trump do all this? Well, I'm sure he's trying to avoid some uh, legal issues. But a statement he made was that he, would be, he was afraid that he would be considered 
a failure in history because he lost the election. That's an important point there. That's how Donald Trump thinks. We got all these people talking about, oh, he's paying 4D chess, he's doing this. No, it's all about him. It's all about how he looks. And over and above the power and even the legal things, because he thinks he can get out of them, he doesn't want to appear as a loser. And I've said this before. One of the worst things you can do to a narcissist is prove they are a loser. They don't know how to deal with that. And when they do, they freak out. Either they run away and hide, or they freak out and do some of the most crazy shit. Donald Trump's not um, running away as yet. He probably will at some point, but he is acting crazy. And we'll talk more about that in uh, the next segment, because some of the shit he's doing is ridiculous and really has no bearing on saving his life. He's just trying anything. Now, the important thing to understand about these efforts, these blatant efforts to overturn an election, it'd be one thing if it stopped, but it hasn't. Donald Trump continues with it, with letters and memos and comments in the media. He's still trying to overturn this election, even though he's blatantly convicted himself by showing all this paperwork, all this documentation proving exactly what he's doing. But he thinks he's special. He thinks he should be treated differently. He'll do it blatantly in your face and then continue to do it, even though he's under investigation. So now the problem we have is what he's doing now is having an impact on the upcoming 2022 election. And you ask how? Well, we know how, because 78% of the Republican Party believe that Joe Biden won the election illegally, that there was election fraud. Even though there's been no evidence, nothing shown, nothing proved, they believe it. And why? Because their Lord and Savior, Donald Trump, said it so. So Donald Trump, as much as he's tried to overturn the 2020 election and continues to pound on it, he's also having an impact on the 2022 election. That's why we need to shut this down, put him away, shut him up somehow. Because every time he gets up in the morning and every time he opens his mouth, he's damaging this country. And that fucking needs to stop. The DOJ needs to step up. The Manhattan District in New York have to step up. The attorney generals uh, in Georgia and in New York, they've got to step up. We've got to put the clamps down on this guy before he does more damage. And he's done a lot of it. A lot of this damage is going to take a long time to dig out from. We can't afford to have him continue to putting us deeper in this fucking mess, in this hole because that's exactly what he's doing. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. We are getting closer to the point where our government has to raise the debt ceiling. 
Now, I think a lot of people don't pay close enough attention to this story, but it is absolutely crucial. It's important, and it's a dangerous situation. I think a lot of people don't think twice about it either because over the years, every time we've needed to raise the debt ceiling, we've done it. Mitch McConnell did it multiple times during the Trump administration. So it's a foregone conclusion that, hey, maybe they will just raise the debt ceiling and we'll keep moving on. Now, if we don't do that, if we don't raise the debt ceiling, it will be catastrophic for our country. I'm not, I'm not being hyperbolic here. I mean that. It, it could be catastrophic, and I'll explain to you why. The country will ultimately shut down if the debt ceiling isn't raised by the date that uh, it's supposed to be raised. Now, what happens when the country shuts down? A lot of shit happens when the country shuts down. Federal workers will be furloughed. Services will stop. Any federal service you count on will shut down. We've got um, the country's debts will not be paid. People won't get SSI payments. The stock market could tank or crash. We've seen that before. And um, all the rich people that think it won't touch them when the stock market tanks, your 401ks will go with it. All the money you've worked so hard for, that you've saved for, for your retirement or whatever, will go away in in large chunks because the country is shut down. Now, as I've said, Mitch McConnell raised the debt ceiling multiple times when the Republicans were in charge. He said, if we don't raise the debt ceiling, this country will be in chaos. It will be catastrophic. That's what he said. But now that the Dems are in control, he has a different story. He says the Republicans will not vote to raise the debt ceiling. In spite of the fact Democrats help to raise the debt ceiling when the Republicans are in. Mitch McConnell says no Republican will vote to raise the debt ceiling. Now, here's the kicker. Normal circumstances, if Mitch just said, we're not voting for it, do it on your own. We don't want the blame. What would happen is you would have to get the 50 votes and uh, Kamala Harris to break the tie. But that's not where Mitch McConnell's bullshit stops. He says he's going to use the filibuster. Now, the filibuster is something we've talked about a long time, is outdated and should be done away with, as well as this whole debt ceiling thing. That should be done away with, too. But when he implements the filibuster, that means in order to pass it, we need 60 votes. Well, we know we have 50 Democratic votes. So then we would need 10 Republican votes. But wait. Didn't Mitch McConnell just tell us no Republican will vote to raise the debt ceiling? So that means, for all intents and purposes, they will block this. The debt ceiling will not be raised. Our country will shut down. And we'll have all kinds of terrible things happening in this country. Not to just Democrats, but to fucking everybody. What you need to understand is this is so like Mitch McConnell. The Mitch McConnell we have seen for 12 years. 
He's an obstructionist. He and the Republicans don't ever get anything done. Sure, they'll take credit for the uh, COVID relief bill, even though nobody voted for it, but they don't do anything. Their goal is to block anything Democrats do or to make the Democrats look bad. Now, you might say, oh, well, you know, it's just competition. They're adversaries and they're going back and forth. But wait, you have to remember why Mitch McConnell and the Republicans and the Democrats are there. They are there to serve us, to provide us services and things we need in this country in order to keep this country running properly. Not to block your adversary and have this pissing contest. They're there to do things for this country. Now, Mitch McConnell is more than happy to act quickly if it means giving $2 trillion in the tax break to the rich. That's fine with him. But when it comes to the people who pay the most taxes, the middle class, he doesn't want to help. And now when the whole country is sitting on the verge, he wants to play this political game. Now, the thing about Mitch McConnell is he has a lot of nerve. If he was in a chicken contest or a staring contest, he would probably win because he's got nerve or he doesn't care. And he'll take it right up to the limit. But the fact of the matter is, if this country shuts down and there is damage to this country, there is no question that Mitch McConnell will get the blame and the Republicans will get the blame and it will cost them dearly. They know this. They know that for a fact, but still they want to play this game and play it out to the end. Now, this happened one other time. It was in 2008, seven, something like that where they shut down the country, and then the stock market crashed. Well, within 24 hours, Mitch McConnell and the Republicans did vote to raise the debt ceiling. I mean, that's what they do. They're playing with our lives. They're playing with our country, with our economy, just for their own political gain. Doesn't that fucking piss you off? especially when they're there to serve us. Instead, they're using us as a pawn to win against their adversary, they think, is the Democrats. Now, it's okay to have uh, opinions one way and opinions another way. You get together, you negotiate, and you work out the best deal where everybody's happy. But that's not the way it's working. Now the Democrats are trying to get some things done. The Republicans All they want to do is shut everything down. And they don't care if it affects you. And trust me, if this country shuts down, you're going to have a lot of problems. Not only your investments, but when you need federal services of any type. Say you want to mail a letter. Nope, that shit will be closed down. Say you want to go to a bank. That's going to be a problem, too, because a lot of them are federally subsidized. We're not going to pay our debts, so it'll it'll affect our credit rating and uh, anybody who wants to deal with us. Because if all of a sudden we're not paying our bills, are they going to want to give us more money? No. No, they're not. This is really a troublesome problem for this country. I think what will happen is that we'll get to the point where Mitch McConnell will be right at the edge He'll cave in because he has to, because he knows it's going to cost him dearly. Or maybe he'll let it go a day, or a week, or maybe a month. 
But what kind of damage is it going to leave in its wake? What is it going to cost you? What is it going to cost this country? It's going to cost us dearly. Just because Mitch McConnell McConnell wants to be a dick and wants to play politics. And it proves, first and foremost, that he doesn't give a fuck about the people he represents. He only cares about himself and his party and winning. And that's a problem for this country. It goes back to what Lonnie asked me. Are uh, are people going to be apathetic in the Democratic Party uh, because and just assume they're going to beat the Republicans and the Republicans will win? No. Not if they keep doing bullshit like this. We know how bad COVID hurt this country and hurt all of us. And why did that happen? Because Donald Trump chose to do nothing. Not use the plan. Not use the team tell us it's a hoax, and told us it would go away. But it didn't go away. Now we have 675,000 people dead. And you know what? That now passed the number of dead in 1918 with the Spanish flu pandemic. More than 100 years later, it's as if we didn't learn a fucking thing. Because you had deniers back in 1918 as well. But not only do we have these deaths and these problems, we have the Republican Party, we have Donald Trump still trying to tell lies to their people. And we have states in this country like Florida, like Texas, like Arkansas, like Arizona, that are sticking with the lie, thinking COVID's not a big deal, thinking that the vaccine is bad for you. And more and more people are dying. You know how many people died in Texas from COVID? Since this started, they have over three and a half million COVID cases, and more than 60,000 people have died in Texas because of COVID. You want to hear an interesting comparison? You know how long Vietnam went on? For a long time, like a decade. And in the time, in that entire decade of Vietnam, a tragic war, a lot of American lives were lost. But you know how many were lost during Vietnam? 50,000. 50,000 in about 10 years. Texas has lost 60,000 people in their state alone in, what, 18 months? That doesn't trouble you? That doesn't tell you that maybe this whole situation is being handled improperly? It doesn't stop there. Florida's got about 50,000, about the same amount that died in Vietnam. All because they're sticking to the bullshit that Donald Trump spewed and the bullshit that the Republican Party continues to support. So now if that weren't enough, if that weren't enough, now we've got this situation where we have the debt ceiling. Now, Mitch McConnell even suspended the debt ceiling. And frankly, getting rid of the debt ceiling is probably a good idea. It just causes more drama than it does any good. Mitch McConnell doesn't want to raise the debt ceiling. But you know what that debt ceiling is paying? It's paying all the bullshit and the tax uh, relief that that Donald Trump gave. This is all the expenditures that Donald Trump made during his reign. Don't forget, the Republicans and Donald Trump raised our debt 
by $7 trillion. They did that to us. And what did we get? We got 675,000 people dead and a lot of bullshit and a lot of criminality and corruption. And now they want to raise the debt ceiling, the Democrats do, in order to cover all that bullshit. And the Republicans say, no, we don't want to do it. Well, you incurred this fucking debt. And now it's your responsibility to give us the room to take care of your bullshit mistakes. But they don't want to do it. They know they've got to do it. They know ultimately they will do it. But the fact of the matter is they want to play this game just for politics. They don't give a shit about you. They don't give a shit about this country. They've proved that. I mean, these people attempted to overthrow this government purposefully. They had a plan to do it. And now we're going to trust them with, with our economy? Fuck no. These people, these people need to be gone because they are contrary to what we need in this country. They are harmful to this country. And since we're talking about being harmful to this country, let's bring up Donald Trump again. This idiot has announced that he is going to sue his niece, Mary Trump, and some New York Times reporters over disclosure of his tax documents. Now, here's a guy that said, yeah, I'll provide my tax documents. Never did. Refused to do it. Has done everything he can to hide them. But Mary uh, Trump had some access to some of that documentation. It was given to the New York Times. The New York Times reporter put it in the paper. Hell, they even got a Pulitzer Prize for this fucking thing. And now Donald Trump is angry, which is weird. Because when it first happened, when this all first happened, Donald Trump said, oh, this is just an old hit job. It's no big deal. And he didn't say much about it. But now he's coming back with this lawsuit. And he would think he'd have enough lawsuits. He's being sued from every angle, from the insurrection to uh, money he owes to all kinds of things. How is he going to have time to mount this lawsuit? Well, in realistic terms, I don't think he will mount a lawsuit. This is just what Donald Trump does. He's a bully, so he makes a threat. I'm going to sue you for $100 million. You're going to fold up and die. No, they won't. First of all, the New York Times and these reporters have one little ace in their pocket. It's called freedom of the press. It's the First Amendment. They will throw that claim out completely. Now, with Mary Trump, I'm not sure how that will work. Donald Trump claims she... uh, um, she went against a, an agreement that he had with Mary Trump, the Trump family as a whole had with Mary Trump um, in 2001 when they were settling, um, they were settling the will from Fred Trump, I think. And of course, Mary Trump got screwed by Donald Trump because anybody that deals with Donald Trump gets screwed. And that's, <laughs> that's what happened. But they made her sign some NDA or something like that so she couldn't talk or expose things in the settlement. Now, I don't know how much she got, probably not nearly enough, given that her dad was Donald Trump's older brother who ended up dying of, what, uh, alcoholism, I think it was. And you can't blame him. Jesus Christ, Fred, his dad was a fucking nutcase. 
His little brother, Donnie, was a fucking nutcase. They, and, and, and he was just a guy that wanted to do a regular job and not get involved in all this bullshit. So he got all kinds of pressure. He started drinking and ultimately he died. So it's a sad story for Mary Trump. Now, when it came down to uh, the money when Fred Sr. died, she was pretty much ripped off and made to sign an agreement. Now, when this goes to court, and honestly, I don't think it will go to court because Donald Trump will not have enough time to mount this lawsuit or maybe even the money to hire a lawyer to do it. He's got a million lawyers. He's got lawyers quitting constantly. We just heard Eric Trump's lawyer, who is handling this tax fraud case for him, has just quit and said, fuck this, I'm not even doing this because (laughs) it's a no-win situation. And we've had that happened with Donald Trump, too. Many lawyers have just walked away. They aren't getting paid. Donald Trump isn't being honest. He won't shut up. There's really no reason to represent Donald Trump because it is a lose-lose situation. So now he's claiming to sue these reporters from the New York Times, which won't work because of the First Amendment. Mary Trump, I don't know what's going to occur with that if she is liable under the terms of that 2000 um, 2000 agreement, 2000 or 2001, it, she maybe could get sued and she may lose. I don't know, but I don't think she has a hundred million dollars, so it doesn't matter. And Donald Trump could be in jail by then, or he could be anything by then. Mary Trump will just do what Donald Trump does and extend it forever and ever and ever. And by that time, Donald Trump will be so deep in shit, he won't even have time to fuck with this. So this lawsuit will never happen, either because Donald Trump won't follow through with it or it will be delayed for so goddamn long that uh, it'll never see the light of day because Donald Trump has bigger issues on the horizon than this fucking lawsuit. But this is what... I was saying before, and this is exactly what Mary Trump said. When Mary Trump heard about this lawsuit, she said, I think he's a loser and he's going to throw anything against the wall he can. It's desperation. The walls are closing in and now he's throwing anything against the wall he thinks will stick as he always does. And that's exactly what Donald Trump does. And it goes back to what I was saying before. Donald Trump is a narcissistic, sociopathic, pathological liar. I know the personality well, having had experience with that same personality. These people, while they may be bright on some level, when they get to this state, they aren't thinking at all. They're just simply reacting. When you put them in a corner, show that they are losers or phonies or being accused of things they can't talk their way out of, They freak out. They just start lashing out. They start throwing things around. They start throwing things out, anything, because they're in desperation mode. Just as Mary Trump said, they're in desperation mode, and they're trying to do anything. They're flailing, trying to get out of it. But when that happens to these people, that's when they've lost, because they get more outrageous and more ridiculous, and their integrity Uh, gets lost in all of it. Any integrity they might have had is gone because of their behavior at this point. So Donald Trump will end up losing this situation. There's so many other things to be exposed about him. 
We know now that the Republicans and Donald Trump and the administration made a concerted effort to overthrow this country, to overturn an election. It wasn't by accident or it just doesn't look bad. It was a concerted, deliberative effort to overturn this country. Now, if that isn't treason, I don't know what is. Maybe treason isn't the exact term, but it certainly is illegal according to our Constitution. And with all this out there now, now is the time we start seeing things happen. We've been laying low with the DOJ and all the other legal groups. But this is sitting right in front of our faces. We need indictments, we need trials, and we need convictions. Because if we don't, we essentially okay this kind of behavior. And if you think this is the last time it will happen... You're mistaken. And it may not even be a Republican next time. It could be a Democrat who's got uh, some flaws in their personality. They see a situation. They saw it worked one other time, so they'll do it themselves. It's not just about revenge with Donald Trump and the Republicans. It's about accountability, shutting this down so we don't ever have to deal with this situation again. We've dealt with four years of a fucking mess. Probably the most horrific four years I've seen in terms of death, in terms of corruption, in terms of criminality. We can't afford to allow that to happen again. So in order to make sure it doesn't happen again, we've got to make these idiots accountable. And I know people get anxious about when is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? I do too. And I know things take time. But we need to see some Things fall in place. We need to see the process started. You don't have to wrap it up in a day and get everybody in handcuffs and haul them to jail tomorrow. But the process needs to be started in such a way we see it and we believe that somebody is going to be held accountable. So I'm hoping against hope that that's what we'll see out of the DOJ and the Manhattan District and Georgia and all this. But we'll see what happens. All right. Again, email me at uh, rationalboomer at gmail.com if you have questions, comments, or complaints, or what have you. I thank Lonnie for sending his email. I'll be happy to answer your questions or comments on the show. So by all means, send them. I won't give everybody your full name or email address or anything like that, but we will talk about what you're asking or what you're commenting on. So you have a great couple of days. We'll be back shortly with yet another rational boomer podcast thanks for listening to the rational boomer podcast don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode we'll see you next time